0: Hello guys and welcome Welcome to to Happy Happy Single Mums. Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! (laughs) Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life, talking about subjects from self-doubt to business to baby father drama, sex and loneliness. I want to ask real questions to my guests about real single mummy life can you really be happy and can you be happy as a mum in general every episode will deliver the best hard-hitting topics surrounding mummy life and the innate goal to try and find real happiness so here's your host me Khalifa Hey guys, and welcome to Happy Single Mums. I'm your host, Khalifa. Today, we have a lady from the Caribbean, even though she used to live in the UK before, and she's got her own podcast called Mummy Warriors. Her name is Melissa. Melissa, thank you so much for being on the Happy
1: Single Mums. Tell the audience about yourself and your single mummy journey. Hi, everyone. Well, thank you, Khalifa, for having me. Um, So basically, I am a 34-year-old single mum. Uh, I've been a single mum for about a year plus, Um, though I kind of felt like a single mum throughout the whole process anyway. Um, I'm originally from the UK, was born and raised, came out here when I was 27, and then um, was only meant to stay for six months, but then ended up being here for about seven years. Uh, Got pregnant when I was 29, and then had my son when I was 29, but six weeks later, I turned 30 and he is now four.
0: Oh, awesome. So how has it been? Is it different being a single mom in the Caribbean or is it just exactly the
1: same? Do you feel like you have more support over there with fa- friends and family? Um, yeah, I think it would just pretty much be the same in terms of like support wise with family is the same you know my mum helps me out um but you know in england you can get financial support outside of the home there's none of that here you have to make your own money um the government doesn't help you and even if they were to help you i wouldn't be eligible because i'm not a citizen um so there's this that element of it that you don't get the same financial support that you would do in england um i know that there's well before the pandemic there'll be little groups you could go to with kids and stuff um unfortunately where I live there isn't that much things in place for toddlers and stuff but other than that there's no real big difference
0: okay and in regards to the schools and everything like that it was easy to have the transition
1: yeah actually because um my son goes to private school Well, did before the pandemic so they've got some really really good schools um not so much where I live but a little further down so really good schools really aesthetically pleasing schools um nice and the kids come from great backgrounds so it takes away the stereotype that you kind of been fed about here there is a a higher middle class sort of area where you can integrate and raise your kids without any violence or drugs and stuff.
0: so what what actually gave you the extra push to because I know it's since this pandemic a lot of my friends are saying that they want to leave the UK like they just are a bit fed up and I think that a lot of people have realized that life is too short and mm-hmm. your job isn't the be or and end all it's no longer the parachute especially when everyone's been asked to sit at home that you've just been able to reassess your life you think you know yeah what? I want something more. Like I have a, a friend that said that gee, she wanted to move to the Bahamas, which she did because she wanted to be by the sea. You know, yeah. and, you know. And she did that. And i just felt like, oh my God, you're so brave. But yeah. what advice would you give to someone that's listening now that actually just wants to leave the UK with the child, a single mom? and yeah.
1: What steps do you think you need to put in place before you make that giant leap? I was actually thinking about this the other day, what advice I would give to someone. Firstly, I would say if it's something that your heart and soul desires and you know that it will be beneficial for your kids because it stops being about you when you have a kid, then go ahead with it. I would always say do your research and um, make sure you have your own transportation so you don't have to rely on public transportation because that can kind of be... Um, detrimental to you and travel Mm -hmm. um I would always say check out schools check out areas um things that you actually like in your own country check out what they have in the country you want to move to so if you like going to the gym find out where there's a good gym or you know just do research but don't let the fact that you're not born in the country you want to move to stop you from going um as long as there's things in place for you and your kid mm-hmm. then there's no problem I mean as I said earlier I'm out here working remotely and it's the pay may not always be the same that you'll get in the UK but then the cost of living is also not the same and the scenery is certainly not the same <laughs> um out here either
0: Oh, that's Awesome. I was going to say, in regards to what you said about the the transportation, I've noticed that every single time I go to another country, like I went to Dubai with my son um, for his birthday before the pandemic, and Mm I wish we drove because the taxis, especially when they can hear that you've got a British accent. I feel like some countries, especially, they like hike up the prices for some reason. You know, I went when I went to Ghana with one of my girlfriends and she's Ghanaian. But whenever they heard that I was I had like a British accent, she could hear that the guy would top up the price. And she'd be like, listen, I'm Ghanaian. You know, like I know what Uh you're doing. You better charge us the correct amount. Yeah. So you know, what you said in regards to tra- get your own transportation wherever you're moving to is is vital and it's key i want to talk to you about mw so mummy warriors she's got her own podcast guys she just started on the 14th valentine's day
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> So, what inspired you to start your own podcast um and um, yeah well what tell the audience about what's coming up
1: so basically what inspired me to start the podcast is I wanted to do it four years ago or just about just after my son was born but because of the toxic situation I was in my head space wasn't there um, and then I literally pulled every bit of fear out of me and decided that I'm going to create a platform where we stop talking about the surface of parenting the surface of mother mothering and let's create a platform where there's no judgment I noticed in this world of parenting there's so many people that think that they can just have their opinion and kind of judge so in my podcast um, as it's developing because it is new um, reaching out to women and and parents uh, who are have been through stuff going through stuff I recently done an interview of a woman whose son had cancer Um, I'm in speaks of someone who um, was in jail and changed her life Um, so I want to go into those kind of controversial topics with being a mum rather than I don't want to speak about um, whose son weighs more and whose son's taller or (laughs) Or, you know, how was breastfeeding? I don't want, I've had enough of that conversation. I want to talk about
0: real life.
1: real life. And I didn't find many people to speak about my journey with because everybody wanted to talk about how great motherhood is or, you know, the surface stuff. And I know mothers are quite private anyway because of fear of judgment. So I thought, let me create a platform where there is no judgment.
0: Yeah. Um, Talking about your experience, do you feel like you faced any stigma as a single mother?
1: I think I put the stigma on myself, but I haven't faced any stigma. I didn't want to be a single parent. Basically, I manifested everything that I didn't want because I put so much energy in what I didn't want. Um, Hence, why um, I believe. Obviously, things turned out how they did. But I don't think because of the day and age now, I don't think there is that much stigma being a single parent. Um, but at the same time, I had my son in the UK and I look quite young. So when I was pregnant, I did feel as though I was getting looks. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as that, at that isolated experience I don't think I have had any stigma really
0: that's awesome and it's good that you can actually say that it's actually refreshing to hear because many a times um, yeah I think a lot of people I felt like I had stigma but I think it's because of my own community me being Nigerian Um, Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like the African um, yeah like why are you not married how can you have a child out of wedlock and I do think still here and especially within the UK single fathers have an easier ride um, and yeah. single mothers a single father I've said it so many times a single father when you see a single father you're like oh how can I help wow yeah, how, yeah. you know like small more sympathetic in comparison to a single mom that would be like what did she do why yeah it's,
1: it's so- a really annoying to be honest with you because at the end of the day I've noticed that men you know kudos to them for being a single father Ooh. but us women do it all the time yes You understand? We do it all the time. I was raised in a single parent home. Um, So I just think that I don't like that. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I completely agree. And I don't like it at all. I really don't.
0: It's, it's not nice at all. And I've also mentioned so many times on a podcast that I think that even within the single mother community, that we have a hierarchy as well. It's like, oh, if the child's father is involved, and if the child's father isn't involved, even within our yeah. own community, it's kind of like the ones that their father is involved, even though they might not be doing anything at all, they will look yeah. like that. the ones that the father isn't involved and be like, oh, what does she actually do? So even within our own community, there's, yeah. there's conflict. And you just think to yourself that if we can't even support and help each other each other exactly how how do we then expect society to look at single mothers like do you know what let's help them or let's encourage them
1: yeah let me give you an example so my in my situation because I was um, as I woke up this morning I saw the question you had on Instagram which is if um, the father is involved are you still considered a single parent I clicked no The, the example I have is I provide everything for my son. Everything. Clothes, toiletries, food. I'm his mum, but he also has a dad. So there was a point in time in this co-parenting relationship that I would allow my son to go to his father's house for a few days. Because obviously, being that there's a pandemic, I'm working from home, he's not at school at the moment, the 24 hours a day was getting a bit much. So I thought, let me allow him to stay at his dad's house. Now, the narrative that his father would put out to the world is that we're doing this head-on-head head and, you know, he's helping out and everything else. So, which leads me to my other point is what I find in our culture. When I say our culture, I mean, as a collective, the world. We see something pretty on the outside or we make comments. And I'm thinking this is, there's a lot, there's There's a deeper narrative behind the picture. You understand? There's a deeper narrative behind the picture. I hate when people click on things and like, oh, what a beautiful family, or they make assumptions, and assumptions are not always right, because it would be under the assumption for some people that my son's dad is helping, and he is, you know, completely 50-50 and with me and, you know, and then because my son adores him, it kind of, well, in their head, they'll probably think, well, the son wouldn't be so attached to his dad if um, he wasn't helping out, you understand? So I that that's I, I had to make that point because...
0: Mm. I think you're completely right but I think we as women as well we are guilty of giving people the paintbrushes as well to paint our lives for us and paint the narrative that we Mm. want people to because many times when I would speak to certain women and I did it myself to be quite honest even when mine when I was with my son's dad and I used to feel to myself, I used to say confidently, which you should never vouch to another human being that, mm-hmm. oh, he would never cheat on me. You know, like he would, right. he would never, cause we're together right. all day, every day. And then when he actually did, because of the sheer shame of it, you know, uh-huh. I couldn't tell my girlfriends, I just had to live in a lie, you know, and I had to pretend that everything is fine, but we hand over the paintbrush to other people that everything is fine. Even with parenting, everything is fine. My child is fine, you know, and it's not
1: like that. No, literally, do you know how, I'm just going to, you know, be real. Do you know how fake I used to be in terms of my situation? I used to be so fake because I wanted that family unit so bad that I, I, I said in a previous podcast I was a, guess, in a, a guest in like I sacrificed my soul for a relationship yeah. and it ended up me looking in the mirror and not even recognizing who I was yeah. I didn't you know I'm getting to know myself all over again because I just had this image of I want my son to live in a house with a mom and dad at the detriment to myself a detriment to my soul a detriment to my son's happiness as well because inside the home was never happy you know, if you've got a partner coming in at six o'clock in the morning and you as a new mum back then, you know, like, well, you know, I've been, I work, I've always worked with my son, um, or just period throughout my life of you work, I come home, I have to clean, I have to sort out my son and then you just get this free ride but I was not letting go until I was forced to and, um, you're absolutely right about handing people the paintbrush because I allowed him to take a narrative over me that wasn't true Mm -hmm. because I was too ashamed to say, like, I'm actually doing this on my own, you know? I'm actually, even when my mom used to ask me some questions, I used to get so defensive because I didn't, number one, want her to be right. With what she was saying. I knew her assumptions were right but I didn't want her to be right because I wanted to have, I felt like a failure because I didn't have a kid young, you know, I had a kid at 29 and six weeks later I turned 30 so it's not like I was a young girl, I waited a long time to have my son. Mm.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah you're, you're, you're completely correct and i i briefly remember when i'm I, I was venting one day to my auntie um and she was married she'd been married for years and i was saying that oh i'm so tired as a single mom i'm exhausted i don't feel like i have support and then she turned around she said to me listen i've been married for years and my husband has never changed a nappy that he only ever started being active in the kids lives when they were like six and seven. And that's just to take them to the park for half an hour. So mm-hmm. that you don't, understand. she say, said to me that you don't realize how many married women are actually living lives as a single parent. They are doing right. absolutely everything, but just to keep it, to keep up with the Joneses, to keep up the facade kind of thing. Right. So kudos to you, Melissa, for being brave and choosing not only yourself, but your son. Yeah. Kind because of it's 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 so it's sad when you you see people and they're sticking together, but they don't realize that it's having an effect on their child, and their child can actually see what what's yeah. happening in the household.
1: So they feel it too,
0: and, and and can feel it. So, what is your
1: hope for single mothers then? My hope for single mothers is that happiness, of course, because I know as a single parent. Um, it can sometimes be a little bit like, I don't, you know, you question whether you're going to have that happiness again, um, or that, you know, unit and just happiness, you know, because with on the father side, they can go out and they can enter in any relationship they want to. Um, as women, we have to choose appropriately. You can't just let anyone in our our home, in our life, in our kids' lives. Um, and just to stand strong, really, and um, I think already as women, you know, I've seen like some really good single moms, really, really good single moms who work hard and take care of their kid and they're emotionally invested in their kid and their kids adores them. And it takes a lot of people don't see how much it takes to how much we have to do in 24 hours basically definitely. how many hats we have to wear in a, a space of 24 hours so
0: definitely so what is the one advice you wish someone had told you when you were pregnant
1: it's gonna hurt <laughs> and <laughs> a lot you're gonna wish you were dead <laughs> but um what is one I think literally you have to from the moment they are born you literally you have to put yourself second they come first yeah. completely the life that you had before they came well as you knew it no longer exists yeah. but it's not a bad thing you know as they get older you start to get you can get little aspects of your old life back um and seeing them grow up is beautiful and that's just I think I think that's the main thing is the um seeing that you know you you put someone else first I've never I'm an only child so I literally have lived my whole life for myself um and having someone else in my space in you know as an only child I wasn't used to someone being in my space 24 7 Mm so it was uh, different to Mm -hmm. be honest but at the same time you just embraced it and it's been fine
0: yeah I always say to people that um selfish people can't have children Mm -mm. they can't having a child is the most selfless act so when I used to hear certain people young people say oh I want to have a child to love me and I'm thinking to myself you do not not understand how emotionally taxing it is to have a child and sometimes I think today like when I would go shopping I would think to myself, oh my God, I can't remember the last time I bought anything for myself. You know, Me and b- before I had my son, I used to just go into a shop and not even look at the price tag. You know, exactly. no matter how much money you even earn now, you, I still look at the price tag because I'm thinking to myself that, Do you know what, if I spend like, i don't know money on a designer pair trainers that could go on boxing club or it can go on a private yeah that's exactly how i think so your whole brain is just rewired when you have a child so yeah yeah i i think that you need to be emotionally intelligent when Uh you are um yeah when when you're preparing your mind to have to have a child you have to be and yeah Yeah. selfishness you cannot you can't be selfish and have a child because they are there 24 7 they don't give you breathing space and they are on demand constantly Mm -hmm. they're like I call my son my boss you know I call mine too yeah so literally they are, they are on demand so you, yeah it, anything is it's rewarding as well to be quite honest it is
1: but this is why I wake up so early in the morning so I can have them I work my life around him so I wake up early uh, because I can have that little coffee by myself and that little break before I know that it's just going to be you know all in and then eight o'clock he's in his bed I can have my little time to you know do what I need to do
0: oh no it's no. they are they are a, a little bundle of joy and my son did something he keeps on doing something but i didn't realize it. it's because you know kids they they copy what you do but you don't realize you mm-hmm. know that's why it gone are the days where you when you tell your kids oh do as i say not as i do exactly. yeah but kids do as you do not as you say and exactly. um, and i realized that my son was doing as i did because uh-huh. oftentimes when he'll be sitting in the sitting room or he'll be in his bedroom, I'll just walk up to him and I kiss him, you know, or give him a, a cuddle. Yeah. But um, recently, it's now I realized that, oh my God, I'll be in the kitchen and my son will just come up to me and say, Mommy, can I have a kiss? You know? Yeah. I'm, yeah. And I'm cooking. I'm like, I'm, like, oh, I'm cooking. I'm cooking. <laughs> but I didn't realize that I have trained. This is now his love life. Yes. I have actually yes. trained him yes. to love like this. Yeah. So you don't realize as a parent sometimes that even the way, you love your child is learning how to, to love. love yeah to love i completely
1: couldn't agree with that because yeah. my son says i love you like three million times a day So wait, i'm just ignoring him now <laughs> no,
0: you now my kids are magnificent um so where can people find you on social media
1: they can find me on Instagram at the Mummy Warriors. Um, I have to stress it's spelled the English way because I am British, so it's M-U-M-M-Y Warriors. And they can find me on Twitter with the same name handle. Um, also on my website, www.themummywarriors.com. And the link to the podcast um, is also in the social medias as well
0: awesome melissa i just want to say that it's been so refreshing having you on a happy single mom's podcast and for some reason it's gone so quick i don't understand it has. It
1: really has i
0: feel like i've been speaking to like an old friend it's yeah really (laughs) yeah it didn't even feel like a podcast yeah i'm hoping that we still still stay connected and guys absolutely want to reach out to her she's there on the mummy warriors on on instagram so mw guys thank you so much for being on a happy single mom's podcast
1: It was a pleasure. Thank you so much, Kalitha. No
0: worries.